no matter what type of experience you had growing up, once you become an adult, your evolution, if we can call it that, is your own responsibility. Even as you acknowledge some of the areas where you may have been hurt or restricted as a young person. Even as you reflect on how your past has gotten you to this point. Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So, jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Entrepreneur. Daniel DiPiazza checking in with you here. It is Monday, March 21st, 2022, in the year of our Lord and Savior. And uh, checking in with you on another Mindset Monday. Today is all about uh, things to get you amped up for the week, gems to drop on you, things to think about, insights that I've been pondering, um, different conversations I've been having with friends and family. These are the Mindset Mondays I like to drop for you. Before we get into that today, I just wanted to check in with you and make sure you've also subscribed to whatever platform you're listening to this on, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Just make sure you're subscribed on there and make sure you leave a comment and a review on whatever platform you're listening to that will help us to get better and better guests on the show when people see the engagement and the love that we're getting on the show. So please do that. If you haven't already checked out newwaveentrepreneur.com, make sure you do that as well. We have all the show archive on there as well as free resources like the Surfing the New Wave Guide, which is all about crypto and Web3. And we also have the High Performance Checklist, which is on there as well. So you can go to newwaveentrepreneur.com and for our super insider OGs who are into New Wave Premium, you can check that out. We have insider podcasts, archive stuff that never get released. We have uh, free courses, workshops, a whole bunch of perks. If you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com forward slash premium, you can learn all about uh, New Wave Entrepreneur Premium. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. So I think you're going to like it. Now, today's episode is about a strategy that I have for battling the lethargy in your life and really getting you going. And I call it turn up the volume. So let's get it going. I mean, here's my thesis, friends, you know, and I'll, and I'll say it as simply as I can. Try doing things faster. And I mean, much faster. Yes, quality trumps speed, but speed trumps inaction. Sometimes it's easier just to get something done quickly with a few errors and literally push it out, then wait for it to appear fully formed in your lap. It's not going to happen. Getting things done more quickly is an insurance plan against inaction. I have a morning routine that I faithfully execute with very rare exception. But with so much time before the day officially starts, sometimes I abuse all that free space. I'm up at maybe 5.45, 6 a.m. I go to the bathroom. I'm on the phone. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I walk into the kitchen. I make myself coffee. Extra black. Sip, sip, sip. Now it's time to read. Usually I pick something up. I'm scanning it. I'm reading. I'm flipping through it. Then I go to writing. Sometimes I'll just sit there and I'm staring at the screen. I'm think, think, think. And you know, there's nothing wrong with going at your own pace, but it's nice to purposely pick up the pace sometimes. So try switching things up and see how you perform when things are at double speed. Just try it. Cut out all leisurely pauses. Get to business. Focus on the purpose. I used to love watching Ronda Rousey when she would enter a ring. Her eyes would be narrowed, her shoulders would square and pulled back, her fists clenched. She marches into the ring stomping. 
Now that's a woman with a purpose. And when you inject more purpose into your activities, it naturally narrows your focus. The distractions on the periphery just fade into the background. So try thinking of your work like that. Stuff the ballot box in your favor. That's how I would put it. I think of Lil Wayne circa 2004 to 2008. Remember this period? This was the best period for Lil Wayne. And he had a studio on the bus and he was just ripping mixtapes out at a sickening pace. And a lot of the songs were pretty good. Some of them were trash. A lot of them were trash. But for every hundred songs, five songs would be hits and probably one would be like an international banger. And did people obsess over the underwhelming tracks? No. Everyone forgot about the 99. They focused on the one or maybe even the five. Five hits is a lot, you know, so pretend there's a studio on your bus and bring whatever you need to get your work done with you and your thing on the road, whatever that thing is. Turn up the volume. Kanye West said, lock yourself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers. So try that and you'll probably surprise yourself with your own brilliance. That's what I would advise you to do, to focus on volume, focus on production and Focus on number of hours in the game and overthink things less. Less thinking, more doing. And there's a useful time to analyze, but sometimes the analysis gets in the way of the necessary component of just the action. And oftentimes we're creating unnecessary barriers to action with our analysis. So that would be my advice to you. Turn up the volume. I think that's it for Mindset Monday today. Well, I had another note. Should I leave my other note with you? All right. All right. I'll tell you one more note I had. Well, this one's been a little touchy, and I'm not sure I should share it with you, but I think I will. We're close in this podcast. And, uh, you know, like I, like I always say, 99% of my friendships are with people I've met through my content, through my work. If I didn't have you listening to the show, I'd have no friends. So I guess I can share this with you. We are friends. If you're listening and we and I and I know you, we know each other, then hi, I love you. And if we haven't met, then I hope we do. I guess I can share this with you. It's it's the reason I say it's a little controversial is because I, I've posted about this before and people tend to get mad, but I think it's a useful it's a, it's a good conversation to talk about. And it's not it's not an easy conversation, but it's a necessary one. And what I have written down here is just this headline, stop blaming your parents. Now I'll ask you this question, and everyone has their own answer to this, depending on what their situation is, but how much longer are you going to blame your parents? Nobody has perfect parents. I think it's overwhelming to find how many parents are abusive to their children emotionally, physically, sexually, and other ways. It's really weird, actually. And abuse can be healed with time, but even so, it often leaves an imprint which can't be washed away. And that's not acceptable, so I'm not condoning that. And even with that, I still believe that parents who pass on trauma to their children are themselves processing trauma. And we've all heard that whole idea of hurt people hurt people. I think that definitely applies here. And in that way, I think they're kind of just doing the best that they can, even if they're doing a horrible job. I mean, raising children is hard enough. You know, it's even harder when you're never properly raised yourself or when you have mental health issues or when you have drug issues or when you an alcoholic like raising kids is already hard imagine having all these issues stacked on top of each other which many people do you know for various reasons and still you know and and still no matter what type of experience you had growing up once you become an adult 
your evolution, if we can call it that, is your own responsibility. Even as you acknowledge some of the areas where you may have been hurt or restricted as a young person. Even as you reflect on how your past has gotten you to this point. You can acknowledge that and you can still affirm your new strength as an adult in full control of your direction. Now, no one is saying this is going to be easy because you've still been affected deeply by what you've gone through, which everyone has their own shit. But you got to know this, where you end up is not your parents' responsibility. And although they set your life trajectory early, you're the pilot for the majority of your life after that. If you're listening to this, most likely you're the pilot. I'd say you're the pilot if, you're, if you have a phone and you're listening to this. Where you land is dependent on your own decisions and ultimately to the degree to which you're willing to face yourself truthfully. And it's hard, man. It is hard. I mean, I guess that really makes the real question, once you accept that you're fully responsible for your life, how do you move from the pain of your past? That's a good question. I have actually no idea. I guess that's the journey. But it's just what I think about. And I think about how often we use the hurt of our past, especially with our upbringing, to make it hard for us to grow moving forward. And this doesn't have to be a conscious decision. So it could be limiting beliefs that you have around uh, money, limiting beliefs that you have around relationships, limiting beliefs that you have around health that you got from your parents. And you might be consciously and openly blaming them for it, or you might be affected by those patterns. And you'll have to then look at your pattern and not consciously aware of it or, or noticing it or acknowledging it. And so you might need to look at yourself and say, wow, you know, I really have adopted this pattern that I didn't like from my parents and I'm kind of blaming them in a way, uh, or I'm, I'm kind of feeling like a victim over this or, you know, do some self-reflection. But after a certain point, when we're adults, it, there is a difference between a reason and an excuse. You can be fucked up because of your upbringing, and that's a real reason. And you don't have to let it be your excuse. So it's an interesting bit of self-awareness that can be hurtful sometimes, but ultimately helpful. Because, you know, if you realize that you're ultimately in the driver's seat, then, well, really, that gives you all the power. And that's good, right? So I hope that that ultimately makes you feel like, wow, really in control, because you were ultimately calling the shots here. And we all had powerful experiences in our upbringing that shaped the ideas that we have now and the ways that we see things. But we can also rewrite our own software, rewrite our own programming. Um, and uh, and sometimes it's necessary to adopt new habits and new behaviors when, when the upbringing didn't show us those things. You know, Many of the people listening to this show, myself included, are first-time entrepreneurs, first-generation entrepreneurs, first-time, maybe first-time college graduates, first-timers for a lot of things in their family. And you might not have had a helping hand to teach you how to do whatever it is you're trying to attempt. So they took it as far as they could. And now you might have to reach back and teach them. And you might learn that as you get older, that, you know, we can blame our parents for a long time. And you might, you, where you are right now mentally might already be in some ways past your parents. And that's not anything to disrespect your parents. Because I, I think about this as well, like, Every generation, hopefully, is making some progress. And I think about my parents and their generation and my grandparents. And I think about how mindsets have changed, how 
um, ideas have changed. Even the idea with the millennial generation that you're probably listening, if you're listening to this, you're, maybe you're, you're in the millennial generation, a lot of us are. Our generation has this whole idea that it's okay to, to do what you love for work. And more of us are coming to the realization that we can find things that we love to do and that can support us. In our parents' generation, and especially our grandparents' generation, it was like, get a job, go to school, let them give you a job when you get out, and just hold on for dear life. But I think now, more of us are seeing, especially around the pandemic, that we can find ways to make money. And it doesn't have to be about working for a big company or being dependent on whatever uh, degree, career path we get. And that's something that our generation understands. And we might have had some friction between, you know, ourselves and older generations or our parents or grandparents and we blame our parents for maybe being stubborn or for not seeing our side or whatever the case may be but maybe it's our job to show them you know and not in a mean way or a, or a you know an angry way but just to show them by example to lead by example i know that you know when my dad my dad moved to oregon um and he stayed with us in uh, in our house for about three months and together you know we trained he lost about 60 pounds when he was in the, when he was here about 40 pounds but 60 pounds total that he lost just by us working together him working out eating better just getting in better shape you know now he's training jujitsu he completely erased his diabetes like all this stuff because he was just following the patterns of his old his old upbringing and so we had to work together to say oh these are old patterns you know I could say oh you know either one I eat like he does because he taught me that or I, and, you know, taking responsibility for that. Or I could say, oh, he doesn't have control over that. You know, that's just who he is. Or we could both say, wow, you know, we can, we don't have to blame our parents for what happened in the past or for the programming that we came with. We can reprogram ourselves. And sometimes we can reach back and help them too, you know. Um, and that's called leading backwards. Jocko Willner talks about that, like leading from behind, I think he calls it, or leading from, leading from below. And I think that's important. Like I've learned at 33 now, I'll be 34 this year, that if you if you have a good relationship with your parents and grandparents, you can offer them advice and they will take it. Maybe that's just my experience with my family, but I find that in general, my parents and my the elders in my family are open to advice if I offer it candidly. But then again, I don't I don't hold back uh, anymore. But I don't I don't uh, blame them. I'm willing to look at them as humans, as individuals, as flawed. And that's another thing too. We just hold our parents in such high esteem or we assume they're supposed to be something that no one can live up to. You know, no one can live up to the image of perfection that I think some of our parents hold in our minds. So I even think about um, Bernie Madoff and how his kids uh, supposedly knew nothing about his crimes. And if that's the case, wow, imagine the picture they had of him in their minds and then the reality they found, they found themselves with. And that's certainly a reason to blame your parents for your downfall. And, and God bless them because they actually, they didn't all make it. Uh, in fact, their two, his two sons actually are not even alive right now. If you think about it, the one committed suicide, another one died of cancer, a really bad story actually. Um, but either way, imagine the, the shattering of their father's image in their own eyes. And so it's easy to have our parents as infallible in our eyes and then just be shattered when we, find out there that are very human, maybe even subhuman. Um, but I think that us learning from as much from what they didn't give us as what they gave us is important too. So 
if, for instance, you had a very abusive relationship with your parents and they were just horrible to you, what they showed you was the blueprint of what not to do. So rather than blaming them for why you beat your kids, you say, well, what I learned from my mom was that, you know, since she was not very nurturing to me, I'm going to be very nurturing to my kids. And that's just the way of taking that and making it a positive for you, even though it's still very painful and there's a lot of pain involved in that doesn't make it easy. That's just the way of making it into something that's beneficial to you rather than keeping this pattern of blame and repetition and family cycles. That's just not useful. So anyway, stop blaming your parents. That's the second piece of Mindset Monday. So the first piece was turn up the volume, do more work, do it faster, worry less about the quality, keep the quality high, but worry less about perfection and more about output and see how good you get. Obviously, we talk about the 10,000 hour rule sometimes. I think Malcolm Gladwell made that popular and the idea of getting your reps in is so important. So focus on getting your reps in and your quality uh, will go up over time as well. And also, stop blaming your parents. Work, work on yourself from where you are now. Reprogram yourself in your own mind and then go back and help your parents if you can. They're just humans. They don't know any better. You don't know any better. We're all learning here. We're all, we're all just trying to figure out Earth. So that's all I got for you today. That's all I got for Mindset Monday. Much love, guys. Uh, again, uh, thank you for all the love so far on the podcast. Please make sure you're subscribing, rating this this old thing five stars on whatever platform you're listening to it on, leaving a nice comment for us. I really appreciate it. Go to newwaveentrepreneur.com to get all the latest on the show itself. Um, oh, and by the way, this episode is brought to you by Swanee's eyewear. That's right. Uh, did you know that the the cycle of your circadian rhythm is affected by the screens that you watch and the things that you're constantly observing at night, like uh, like your computer, like your phone, like your tablet, like television? Yeah, you know, that's because they emit blue light, and that blue light tricks your brain into thinking that there's still daylight outside, which delays the production of melatonin. And the longer your melatonin production is delayed, the more your circadian rhythm is thrown off. And the more circadian rhythm is thrown off, the worse your REM sleep is. And the worse your REM sleep is, the more tired you feel. The more tired you feel, the worse you perform and the more foggy you are. And all of that comes down to looking at the wrong thing at the wrong time. Well, not all of it, but certainly a lot. And sleep quality is super high on my list of uh, very important things. And I'm always trying to optimize for it. I have several things that help me. And one of them is my Swanee's glasses, which you've seen me wear all the time. I wear them on the podcast. And you can go to uh, Swanwick Sleep, so S-W-A-N-W-I-C-K sleep.com forward slash Daniel to get 15% off. And that will tell them that, you sent, that I sent you. And by the way, um, they're really stylish too. I like to wear them all the time. And uh, they actually work. I've been wearing them for about seven years now. So yeah, that's it. That's much love, guys. Hit me up, Daniel at newwaveentrepreneur.com. You can check me out on IG at Dana DiPiazza. Uh, I will catch you tomorrow. The water is warm, the tide is rising. So jump on in and let's get ready to surf this new wave. Daniel out. Mm-hmm.